running up the score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your hosts, Jerry Napoleonello and Kevin Donlin. Welcome back to another episode of Running Up the Score. I'm Jerry Napoleonello. He's Kevin Donlin. It's time for the Norths, AFC and NFC. These two divisions have always been a very rival-driven division and always brings out the best of games. And that's why I'm excited to get into these divisions. But also, we have to talk some fantasy. Otherwise, the prima donna wide receivers will complain. We'll discuss good old wideouts today. So let's hop right into it. Running up the score, NFL preview. We'll head into the AFC North. AFC North. We have a Super Bowl contender in this division, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. But Pittsburgh has some talk in that, in this division. So we'll start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. I've always said in the last couple of years I've said it, Ben Roethlisberger is holding this team back. And now I just feel like... To me, this team is back to being defensive-driven because you have a guy like T.J. Watt. This team is, I'm going to say, as high as number two in this division. They lost Javon Hargrave. They lost Artie Burns, Nick Vanette. They acquired Derek Watt, so now you got two of the three Watt brothers on this team now. (laughs) They cut Mark Barron. The one acquisition that I liked with this team was at the tight end position, and that's getting Eric Ebron. I think Eric Ebron is a very underrated tight end, and I like him a lot. This team, and I know we've said it with a couple of teams, it's all based on what the quarterback is going to do, but that that really looms very big with this team because Ben Roethlisberger is A, old, B, his body's starting to break down, C, he's not as mobile he's not as you know and that was the part of his game that was the best was his mobile he's a big body nobody could take him down not one person can take him down and he's always able to make that magician type play and I just feel like he doesn't have that anymore and I feel like his arm has gone down I feel like his body has gone down his age has gone up I feel like they're going to be held back by Ben Roethlisberger. With me, when I look at the AFC North, you obviously see the Baltimore Ravens alone on top of that division. I think Lamar Jackson continues to be effective, barring any injury, just as much as I'm saying the same thing for Ben Roethlisberger. And I see what you mean when they say, when you say that Ben Roethlisberger is holding the Pittsburgh Steelers back. You know, for me, when you see something like that and you're able to – you see someone make that kind of an analysis – this is a guy that is just straight-up injury-prone. Mm-hmm. He has gotten hurt on numerous occasions, numerous seasons, has ruined seasons for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously not a fault of his own. I mean, he's that significant to them. And the fact of him being hurt and what it does to the Pittsburgh Steelers year in and year out does slow them up. You know, if this guy can find a way to stay healthy, the Pittsburgh Steelers are right up there with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. I can't put him up there unless he stays healthy, and he has not proven to me that he can, uh, at least over the last few seasons. Lamar Jackson's proven to me that he can stay healthy and not get hit despite the way he's playing. So 
Baltimore right now for me, alone up top, the AFC North. I'm not putting Pittsburgh at second on the basis that, again, I, I expect Roethlisberger to eventually be bothered by an injury. I mean, football's a tough game. Nothing's changed. The guys have gotten stronger and bigger. That's what's changed. Yeah. And you got four defenses in this division that are ruthless. They're, they're defense included. I see the Cleveland Browns actually making that stride that people were expecting last year. I expected this year. I think uh, there were some tune-ups to that offensive line. I think another year for Mayfield to develop. And, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. being a key part. They added Austin Hooper as well. They they have a lot of options on that offense. They're getting that right end back, the one that, i am be honest, I, I know his name. I'm not going to mention it <laughs> on the basis of the way he acted. He's a very good player, and we all know who I'm talking about. The gentleman that decided to take, you know, a helmet and hit another player with the helmet. You know, I understand the emotions in the game and everything else. That That's never going to be tolerated. That's it's never just gonna nonsense be okay. <laughs> and childish at its best. Yeah. Miles Garrett will return, and I want to hear about Miles Garrett in a good way. And we, we, I know what to expect there, and he will be a key part. I'm pretty sure Cleveland sees himself as number two in this division. Now, again, I have Baltimore up top solo. And this is barring any injuries, important injuries. I got Baltimore. I'm going Cleveland with two. Um, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh three on the basis that I think they just end up winning more games in Cincinnati before Ben Roethlisberger decides to get hurt. Yeah. Cincinnati, obviously, I'm not completely falling away from them. I think they're still going to have a pretty decent season with this new quarterback. I expect great things out of Joe Burrow. The offensive line still has a little bit of trouble. There's no doubt about it. Their defense is probably the worst one in this division and that's not saying that they're bad it's just giving credit to the other three defenses in this division so there's why you see cincinnati at the bottom i do expect strides this year a much different team aj green is still there he was not there last year he is a big impactful player he will make plays they won't win three games or four games this year i expect more games than that this will be a very after the Baltimore Ravens, I think there'll be a lot of competition in this division towards maybe a playoff spot. But I'm pretty sure the Ravens will lock up number one. I don't think there's any stopping Lamar Jackson. I think their defense is very effective. That always helps. They're going to be a tough beat each and every Sunday. Again, I'm I'm going to go with Baltimore up top. Lamar Jackson, I will continue to ride that train. I'll go with Cleveland second. Baker Mayfield making strides. That defense cleans up. Adding Miles Garrett back to the lineup will be a huge help. Pittsburgh at three. And then we're going to finalize with Cincinnati in the fourth position. But again, when I say them in fourth, Jerry, I'm, I'm talking six, seven wins for them yeah. this year. Cincinnati. So, I, think they, I think they got a pretty good team over there. I don't so, think uh, all's lost over in Cincinnati right now. Basically, what you're telling me is you don't like giving surprises because you already gave everybody what your predictions are for the rest of this division before we got into any of the other teams. I went into the whole <laughs> AFC North. <laughs> no, I know. I, you know, I'm on a mission when yeah. I do my uh, yeah, predictions. That... And, you know, I, I there's not much to say about these teams. We know what to, to me... expect. As a, as a fan of football, most people will know what to expect, but... To me, there's some unexpected things happening in this division. I think the Cleveland Browns making the strides that I think people have already written off. 
See, being I like the big story out of this division. I like that pick. I like having Cleveland at second because I I feel like the, the Cleveland Browns are a very very talented team. They really are. But looking at this Steelers team, now I know I said Ben Roethlisberger holds this back, but when you look at the rest of the team other than Ben Roethlisberger, this is a very good team. Their defense is one of the best, if not the best defense in the league. Because if you look at it, Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, you have guys like Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, the way that he moved over from Miami. You have Joe Hayden still there. He's a veteran presence. You know, this team is a very, very good team. Cam Hayward, Chris Warmly, Stefan Tuitt. Then you look at the offensive side of the ball. You look at their offensive line. Now, this is where I feel like Ben Roethlisberger has a chance to maybe stay 16 games. When you look at it, you have David DeCastro. They just added Stefan Wisniewski. You you have Villanueva. You have Pouncey. This is a very good offensive line. You have Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Eric Ebron, Zach Gentry, James Conner. You know, this is a team that is, if they had a very good quarterback, and I feel like if Ben Roethlisberger plays at, you know, maybe 75%, this team is going to give the Ravens a little run for their money. Do I think they get to that point? No. I think the Ravens are a clear-cut division winner, and the rest of this division is going to be a fight. And I like your pick at Cleveland at number two. But I'm I'm gonna have to put the Steelers just because of their defense. I'm gonna have to put the Steelers in that two spot. So moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals number one pick in the draft. They pick up uh, Joe Burrow. And listen, Joe Burrow heading into this last season before heading into the draft, everybody knew of him, but didn't think anything of a number one pick. And what he did towards the end of that season and then obviously into the national championship that put him right up at number one and the Cincinnati Bengals are getting a very good quarterback like what we said in other previews this year is going to be tough you know especially for a rookie and especially for a rookie quarterback you know not having that preseason game games you know not having that experience of an NFL game the speed of an NFL game, just seeing a defense other than your own is going to be tough. And we're going to see a lot of rookie mistakes from Joe Burrow. We're going to see a lot of rookie aches and pains from Joe Burrow. And I think the Bengals are ready for that, obviously. When you look at their team, they lose Cordy Glenn. They lose Drake Kirkpatrick. They lose Andy Dalton, which I felt like Andy Dalton would have been nice to have behind Joe Burrow. Just as a guy that, you know, has dealt with that kind of pressure of being a high pick in a draft and having to produce for a bad team, basically. (laughs) And this team, you know, they're going into week one and they're not going to have Geno Atkins, their best defensive player. You know, they, like I said, you know, they lose Drake Kirkpatrick. You know, actually, they released him. But they did add guys like Trey Waynes, who I like. They add Mackenzie Alexander, both from the Vikings. They add Von Bell, a safety from the Saints. This guy is a perfect fit in the safety position for the Bengals. You add DJ Reader from the Houston Texans. You know, they add pretty good players 
in positions that this team needs a lot of spots to, to be filled. But I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals, you franchise A.J. Green. You're going to have to sign him because if you don't sign him, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Because A.J. Green, obviously he's had his injury problems the last couple of years, ankle injuries, foot injuries. It's been a rough couple of years for A.J. Green. But I feel like A.J. Green's going to be back. I feel he's, he's going to help Joe Burrow out a lot. But this team, I don't think they get past the last spot in this division you've already spoke about the Cincinnati Bengals you've already spoke about Cleveland Browns so I'm going to move into the Cleveland Browns now Cleveland Browns they're a very talented team and I said this before they're a very talented team in the wide receiver position the running back position the quarterback position he's the one that's holding this team back from being a very powerful offense but Odell kind of disappears Jarvis Landry disappears. I feel like the constant in this offense, and I feel like they have to run it through this player, is Nick Chubb. The Cleveland Browns have to really run the ball to open up the pass. That's the biggest thing with them. They have to run the ball to open up the pass, give it to Nick Chubb, you know, give it to Kareem Hunt. This team is, is going to have to really fit their offense around their run game. And I feel like that's going to open up everything else. Odell Beckham, one-on-one, is very hard to cover. I don't care what's going on with his head, what's going on off the field with him. The guy is talented. And one-on-one, you're not going to stop him. If you run the ball well, like I know this team can, it's just going to open up the pass. And when you open up the pass one-on-one on both sides, whether it be Jarvis Landry or whether it be Odell Beckham or whether it even be the tight end David Njoku, this team is unstoppable one-on-one. And if Baker Mayfield can get it to you, sky's the limit for Cleveland. As you were saying, you have him at the number two spot. I don't know if this team is going to take that hump up to, to the two spot. Because I, I still feel the Steelers' defense is really going to help them be that second-best team in this division. But I have Cleveland at number three. I like them at that three spot. Steelers I like in the number two spot. Cincinnati Bengals are obviously in that, that bottom spot only just because you know they're a young team and they're just not as good as the, the rest of these teams. And... The Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens are clear cut, as I said, clear cut number one team in this division, and we don't really even have to go into, you know, describing why this team is the number one team. I just feel like Lamar Jackson is that guy, <laughs> you know, just that guy. And then you add a guy like Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf, also, you know, these guys, you know, they're just shoring up their defense. Their defense is is very good. Their offense is ridiculous because of Lamar Jackson. Do I think he has a season like he did last year? I don't think so. I think he takes a little step back because I think defenses in the NFL figure stuff out. They figure things out and they know he's a running quarterback. We've dealt with running quarterbacks. The next year it gets a little tough for them. We looked at Robert Griffin III. Not that I'm comparing these two but I'm just comparing the the good arm the wheels, all of that, and just the type of play. Because I feel like Lamar Jackson obviously is a better quarterback than RG3, but RG3 had his rookie season, and it was like, holy crap, this kid is good. 
the Redskins are going to be a very tough team to beat now. That changed the next year. Obviously, injury had played, you know, a part That's why that. I'll never take the running quarterback ever a day in my That's, life. I mean, that, this is why I tell you in the beginning of my segment, barring injury to yeah. any of these standings that I'm talking about, I personally am a believer that if Lamar Jackson continues to play the way he played last year, he's going to get hurt. Yeah. You know, I've talked about this with so many people, and it's just a topic of conversation every time. And yeah. Aside from maybe Russell Wilson, I've never seen a running quarterback last his entire career, and we still have the rest of Russell Wilson's career to go. Yeah. You know, when you run with the ball, more than the average classic, probably the best way to word it, standard quarterback that's going to sit in a pocket. Yeah. You got to remember, when you're a running quarterback going left, right, as an offensive lineman, it's almost impossible to block effectively. You don't know where they're going. <laughs> you don't know if your quarterback's rolling left, right. I mean, you have an idea. Yeah. You know, you probably get some sort of idea. Okay, when we run this play, he likes to roll right. But it's also just feeling it the, just, the defensive lineman, too. You know, the defensive end or whichever way he starts to go, you kind of have a feeling of where, you know, that running quarterback has gone. Mm-hmm. But. You know, it's it's still tough because it's like, do you hold? You, just, like, you don't survive. That's where you get the, the flags. Only quarterback I only, the only quarterback I ever thought would ever survive something like this, Jerry, was honestly Cam Newton. Yeah, because And even body. he didn't survive it. Yeah. And, you know, Cam Newton was a big guy, you know, like, yeah, he could run, but he's also a very, very, very big dude yeah. and very tough tackle. So I felt like he had it all at the time. So I never – executed that rule towards him and I even I was proven wrong with him as well because you know the injury bug finally you know bit him and it just you wind up getting hurt playing this way because it's a dangerous league these guys are bigger they're stronger you got to be careful with the football and you cannot be running and I mean I saw Lamar Jackson doing spin moves one spin move into one big Big hit hit. will hurt him so it's like it's scary at the same time as a He's Raven fan. You don't too. really want him to do that as much. And if not, please do it the way Russell Wilson did. Because I'll be honest, that every single quarterback I've ever seen running the football, I've never seen one more careful than Russell Wilson. And he has proven me wrong in so many regards. I did not expect him to be as good as he was going to be. Yeah. On the basis that he was a running quarterback. And it was only a matter of time before he got hurt. Because I thought I saw the best running quarterback ever in Michael Vick. And even he couldn't survive the bug. Him, yeah. Cam Newton, RG3. It's tough to run the football consistently in this league as a quarterback. You will get hurt doing it. So, barring injury, this is Baltimore's division. Yeah. Do I see Lamar Jackson getting hurt this year if he continues to play the way he did last year? 100%. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to wish that. He's going to have to change it up. But even last year, he threw the ball a lot more and a lot more better. Yeah. So that that's the thing. He does have it. He, he has he has to sit in the pocket and make and make plays. He absolutely and just has the it. threat of running could be enough. As you were saying with Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson Russell Wilson sees himself as a pocket quarterback. He honestly sees himself as a pocket quarterback that when things get rough, I'm going to run it. Yep. You know? Or I'm going to yeah. get out of trouble using my legs yeah. and try to make a play downfield. And I'm not going to get hit. I don't see that with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yet. I see he chooses to run it upfield right yeah. away. Yeah. Again, these are adjustments that will be made throughout the season. He has oh, a absolutely. great head coach. That's reason. It's a huge reason why we have them up top. I mean, you know, your head coach could be everything. And obviously Harbaugh is just 
speaks for himself and how good the Ravens have been under him for a very long time. So I have faith in Baltimore doing the right thing this year and finding a way to be at the top yeah. of that division. So we'll move on to the NFC North. NFC North. Start off with the Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings made a very big, you know, acquisition. They bring in Yannick Ngakwe. This kid is unbelievable. The only reason why you really barely even hear about him was because he was in Jacksonville. <laughs> Being that he moves over to Minnesota, he just goes to a team that obviously lost Everson Griffin because, you know, he came to the boys. This team has lost a lot. You lose Stefan Diggs. I think this is going to have a big, a detrimental type of feeling to their offense, in all honesty. I feel like, yes, Dalvin Cook is one of the better running backs in this division, in this league, but I don't think that's going to be enough. And when you look at, you know, their wide receiving core, I just see Adam Thielen. You know, they draft Justin Jefferson and Adam to Adam Thielen. I don't see this offense being enough to compete in the playoffs, basically. You know, even getting to the playoffs. I think this team is, is going to base their team on their defense. And their defense is good. As I said, you add Ngaku... They have Anthony Barr, also another guy that is an unbelievable pass rusher. Eric Kendricks. You know, this team is good on the defensive side of the ball, but it's not going to be enough. I don't think Kirk Cousins is good, and I've always said that. I don't think he's worth the money that he was given. I don't think he's good. Uh, you know, their wide receiving core I, is nothing. I feel like Adam Thielen's just going to get doubled. We'll see what Justin Jefferson is made of. They're going to have to lean on Kyle Rudolph in the passing game as well. I just don't see this team being that good. You you lose Daniil Hunter. He's on IR. Michael Pierce opted out. I don't see enough from this team that is going to be able to compete for the number one spot in this division, to be honest with you. I actually absolutely agree with you on that regard. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of... Uh... Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's not worth the money. I no. mean, uh, there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there worth the <laughs> yeah, money that they're getting paid right now, aside maybe from Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, which is saying something. <laughs> yeah, um, if he's worth that kind of money, you know he's good. <laughs> I mean, you got to remember, he's, this is around the money that Aaron Rodgers makes. Yeah. And when I see these two go at it, and it's funny because when you watch these two teams play Green Bay and Minnesota, which is what we're talking about <laughs> right now, this is the cream of the crop. These two have been up there almost every year. Detroit is towards the bottom. Chicago can't find a goddamn quarterback. Yeah, You've been sticking with Trubisky for, you know, what are we heading on, three years now? I mean, this is starting to get ridiculous. Yeah, You clearly made the wrong choice. You need to move on from this man. You're slowing down the Chicago Bears, and you added someone like Khalil Mack. You're paying someone like Khalil Mack. I mean, maybe if you think you're going to get a discount on the on the on the re-signing of Trubisky, but you're you're literally shortening your team right now. Yeah. I have the Bears at the very bottom. As long as Trubisky is the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, I don't care how good their defense is. I don't see consistency enough in the Chicago Bears. I see the same kind of consistency with the Minnesota Vikings as I do with the Bears, and that's why you're seeing two teams that I have towards the bottom of that division. Yeah, it's very simple. It's going to be a brawl, this division, though. These are going to be tough games for each and every one of them. And I was going to say that with this division. This division, I feel like, is very stale. I don't think it's as good as it used to be when it comes to 
Packers Bears games, you know, mm-hmm. Bears Vikings games. Like I feel like it's kind of taking a step back because the Vikings just aren't really that good. The Packers are looking more like that team that's going to kind of run away with this division. And the Bears, you know, Bears kind of moved their their team back to the defensive side of the ball, you know, adding Khalil Mack a couple of years ago. But the, the offenses in this division other than the Packers, are very – it's just stale. and the It's Bears, true. you got two teams that are leaning on their defense. you got two teams that are leaning on their offense. There's yeah. no doubt the Green Bay Packers will be leaning on their offense as well as the Detroit Lions. Yeah. They'll be leaning on their offense as well. And you got the Bears and the Vikings who are two, you know, really, really good defenses with uh, subpar offenses. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a brawl each yeah. and every game. I think even the Packers will have trouble week one. I think they take on the Vikings, right, week one? Fine. So this, this division goes into full throttle right off the bat in the beginning of the season. Green Bay Packers. You know, you're going to watch Aaron Rodgers and that offense take on that defense while you see Kirk Cousins take on a defense of the Green Bay Packers. So it, it will be a very, a very even game. Yeah, a lot they, they play a lot way. of people will think. It's tough to call this division because I don't know what to expect. I think Kirk Cousins can get it done, consistent, a whole different other question. It's not good. Their defense is just too good for me to put them all the way down at the bottom. I mean, I already feel bad putting the Bears down that far down yeah. with the defense they got over there because there's no joke that defense is really good as well. But I liked what I'm seeing out of the Detroit Lions. I think they made some really good additions to their team. I think they're going to really make a big impact this season. I don't know how big it'll be. I'm not going to say second in the division type big, but potentially a possibility 100% based on what I'm seeing from these two other offenses in this division. I think I think Stafford's going to have a great year. He's going to need to have a great year. And I think they make some strides this season into second and third. Chicago Bears. I'm going to put the Bears at the very bottom. I mean, they need to stop starting Trubisky. I, I've seen enough of this guy. I think every. I mean, I've seen enough as a fan of the New York Jets. It's the most random. <laughs> I'm from New York. Yeah. Watching this man and it's frustrating. I can only imagine what it's like for a fan of a Chicago Bear. Just imagine this team with a quarterback. And, of course, they got you know, Nick they, Foles, they, and people they, comp- they, com- they had a competition. I know that, and that's uh, I was just about to say that. They added Nick Foles, but obviously Mitchell Trubisky won out as the starter. But to me, Trubisky is that game manager. He does make some mistakes, though, and that's that's the issue with a game manager. A game manager doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> so you look at – but, like, when you're looking at this team, if they had a quarterback – you you add a quarterback to Tariq Cohen. Uh, did we ever find out what happened with David Montgomery? I know he was carted off the field in practice. I don't, I don't know exactly what actually happened to him. But you look at their wide receivers. These aren't the relevant factors right no, now. But, I watched but, David Montgomery have a pretty good year last year, and they still couldn't move the ball. Well, that's, like when you're that's running the ball well and your quarterback still can't yeah. move it, like I watched you know, Deshaun Watson even do in the beginning of this season already, Yeah, there's no excuse for that. As yeah, a defensive I mean, player, you can't rush the quarterback when the other team is running the ball effectively. Yeah. So if you're still not able to throw the football effectively after running it, you really need to look in the mirror as an yeah. offense. And, you know, they have Ted Ginn. They have Cordell Patterson. They have Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller. Then you add in their their tight ends, Jimmy Graham. 
I, I mean, then they uh, drafted Cole Komet. This team is good. And then you look at their defensive side of the ball, and they got better. They add Robert Quinn. We obviously saw what Robert Quinn did with the Dallas Cowboys last year on a, a one-year contract. This He's good. <laughs> he's a good. You have Mario Edwards, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Barkevius Mingo, Danny Trevathan, Dion Bush, Kyle Fuller. This team on defense is unreal. And I the, have them the, at the bottom the, of the division. And that's, that's the thing. scary? That's the thing. That, that's the issue because their offense is good too. But that's how big the quarterback position plays a role. And Mitchell Trubisky, as we said with Ben Roethlisberger, is holding this team back. And this team could be very, very scary if they had a formidable quarterback. And it really just shows you Nick Foles, what happened with him after winning the Super Bowl. You know, so the fact that Mitchell Trubisky beat him out and I, I think it's also because they drafted Mitch Trubisky, bring in Nick Foles. I don't think they wanted Nick Foles to win that job. I have a feeling that Mitch Trubisky kind of had a, an upper hand, even though he sucks. I think he had an upper hand just because the Bears drafted him high. You bring in a veteran quarterback in Nick Foles. I, I just I felt like Mitch Trubisky was going to win this, this spot, and I feel like when it comes to this team – I don't have them last. I have them third because of their defense. The fourth spot, I have Detroit, and we'll get to Detroit now. Detroit Lions. Uh, There's really not much to talk about with Detroit. I I just feel like all they got is Matt Stafford. They add Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson's going to be okay. I mean, if if he can get back to... You know what he started to—he he started to come back to like his, you know, if he could do what David Johnson did for the Texans, <laughs> I feel like Lions will be in a good spot. But again, they're a very offensive side of the ball type of team, and their defense is is lacking. I just feel like it's not going to be enough from the offensive side of the ball when you're giving up thirty plus points a game. And I have them last in this division. I, I expect a good season out of Stafford. That's all I'm really banking it on. I'm yeah. not really banking it on how good their defense or anything else will be. They have good wide receivers. I Kenny Galladay, Marvin Detroit. Jones. Man, I can't explain <laughs> it. A long, it's been so bad for so many years. I'm going to give my, my predictions for this division. I'm going with Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions. I like it. We're going to move on to the fantasy portion of this show. Running up the score. Fantasy football advice. We're going to get into the prima donnas, as I said. The wide receivers. Wide receivers. And I'm excited about this one. I'm definitely excited about the next one because quarterbacks and running backs, that's that's what you live for. Again, I'm going to do the same thing that I did last time. You going into a draft, you've done four or five already. Looking at the wide receiver position, how are you going into this? What are you looking for? And do you want me to give you the tiers that I have in the rankings? All right, you go. I do not. Uh, I I'll already have these tiers. I've already done plenty <laughs> of drafts. Yeah. You know, for me, in every draft I did, this is the approach I went with. On the When I see wide receiver, I see depth. I yeah. see a lot of wide receivers out there. 
a lot of you know guys that will be able to get you points week in and week out. Now there are some dominant players. You know there are dominant guys like Michael Thomas and Devonte Adams and you know DeAndre Hopkins. All these guys, all these top tier guys. They you want them? Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. I, you know everyone's talking about the Atlanta Falcons having a really good year this year, you know, offensively wise. But when I see wide receiver in fantasy football, I see a lot of them. And I don't see a lot of other positions. So in the very early stages of these drafts, I have strictly, you know, I think the earliest I took a wide receiver in any of my drafts this year was the fourth round. You know, I took Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson. I took Stephon Diggs in a league. A.J. Brown, A.J. Green. Actually, in one league, I did take Tyreek Hill in the second round of a draft. But, like, I wasn't going after guys like Godwin and Mike Evans. And, you know, I know I don't know what to expect out of Tampa. I expect good things. But I also expect them to play some pretty good defenses over in that division. Yeah. So it's not going to be an easy road for Tom Brady. You know, you add Gronk to it, too. You got Gronk in there. You know Tom Brady's a fan of Gronk. You know, there's only so many touchdowns that Tampa Bay is going to score. You know, I'm, I wasn't a fan of Godwin or Mike Evans in that area. I mean, they were around. I took Mahomes instead. Yeah, you know, I have Mahomes in two different leagues. <laughs> you know, I went quarterback before I went a wide receiver in the early rounds. Well, when you could get, yeah. you know, Mahomes, I think you got to go for that. So yeah, you know, you had Kelsey, guys like that. Yeah. A lot of players you'd prefer before the wide receiver position. I took Kenny Galladay. I took. I have Galladay and Julio in a league yeah. as well, but that was a different situation. Again, we had keepers and quarter, and I have a, I have Kamara in a late round, like. Yeah. It isn't hard to go wide receiver early in stages like that because I had these other positions. For, but for on a standard league, you know, wide receiver in my in my opinion shouldn't have been drafted until the fourth round. On the basis, there's so much depth. There like really I said, Thielen, Diggs, Jamison Crowder, AJ Green, even Brashard Perryman. You don't know who's coming out of the New York yeah. Jets. You know, you look at the Giants. You got Golden Tate. You know, I expect Daniel Jones to move the football. You yeah. guys got Michael Gallup, even C.D. Lamb, a possibility. Cooper, because Cooper was definitely not going in the first three rounds of a draft. No, like, There's a lot of wide receivers out there that you could have drafted that you could feel safe with. Yeah. That you couldn't say the same thing for any other position in this draft, in in the draft this year. Yeah. So because of the amount of depth, I you didn't have to really right held back it. on wide receivers yeah. in every one of my leagues. And that's not saying guys like Michael Thomas and Julio Jones and – Devontae Adams, these guys aren't great players. There were so many people out there and so many options that it wasn't difficult for me at all to be patient on the wide receiver position, take care of my running backs, take care of a quarterback if needed. If a receiver was definitely in all my leagues, uh, I was very patient and waiting on wide receiver in every league. I have the, the tiers in front of me here. For tier one, they have Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Julio Jones. That's Tier 1. Tier 2, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans. And then when you look at Tier 3, that's when it starts to get fatter. You know, and you you still look at Tier 3, you still look at Tier 4, and you have some solid wide receivers in these tiers. You know, you're talking about A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, D.J. Moore, Odell, Amari Cooper, Juju, 
Calvin Ridley. Then you go to tier four, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Terry McLaurin, as we were talking about a couple of He's shows ago. He's another one, Terry McLaurin. Number one Tyler wide Lockett. receiver on the team. Like, yeah. I'll take that in the seventh round if you're going to give me Derrick Henry. Exactly. And then you have, like, Cortland Sutton. You have Devontae Parker, Keenan Allen. Then even tier five. T.Y. Hilton, Stefan Diggs, Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown, Jarvis Landry. You I would these, take three guys in that tier five. That's no what I'm problem. saying. Start them every week it's, and go with two dominant running backs. It's crazy. And I'd have no problem moving on in my draft. It, I mean, the key word that you said was depth. I mean, there is so many good wide receivers out there. Even tier six has guys. Tier six has more of the, the rookie wide receivers. But still, I mean, this position is so deep. That you could have went so high on other positions and just waited, waited out this wide receiver position. And I even said the last one when we did tight ends, I even said tight end was kind of deep too. You know, that that position a couple of years ago wasn't deep at all. Like if you missed out on the first two, you were screwed at the tight end position. Now you have some guys, there's like eight or nine guys that can put up points in the tight end position that you're okay with not going right after a tight end right away. And it's the same thing with the wide receiver, even more with the wide receiver, because there's so many players that can put up so many points for you that you can wait on a wide receiver. Quarterback and and running back that we're going to get to on the next show, that's the position that you're going to have to start looking at. Like, all right, i got to go right away and go for that position. So I, I love the wide receiver position, just as you said, it's all because of depth, and you feel you feel comfort in waiting, you know, in a fantasy draft. Even in daily fantasy, you know, not all of these guys are going to be asking a high amount to pay for, you know, in your daily fantasy that you can go for, you know, a Tier 3, Tier 4 guy, Terry McLaurin, if you want, get him for cheap, and he still puts up points for you. Yeah, it's deeper than it's ever been before. It's yeah. definitely not a priority in the early rounds, and uh, you can be very patient with it and get yourself a well-spread-out team, especially PPR. Yeah, so that will do it for wide receivers, and that will do it for the NFC and AFC North. Check out our other previews. If you're a fan of any other team in other divisions, check them out. But that will do it. I'm Jerry. I'm Kevin. Beat Breezy. Beat Breezy. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on sports radio.